Today's podcast is brought to you by the BetStamp app, which is helping thousands of people win at sports betting for free. The same way travelers use Google Flights or Expedia to find best prices, bettors can now use BetStamp to do the same. When you place a bet, the odds given by a sportsbook will determine how much you can possibly win. Even when betting on the same outcome, different sportsbooks will offer varying payouts, and these differences can be huge. Thankfully, BetStamp allows you to easily line shop the most profitable odds across all sportsbooks. You can click on any matchup and instantly see all the different odds for game lines, player props, and even futures bets. Line shopping is the simplest way to find an edge in sports betting and maximize your chances of winning long term. On average, BetStamp users win an extra $1,000 plus yearly just by line shopping. You can find the BetStamp app on the Apple iOS Store, Google Play Store, or through your browser at www.betstamp.app. To access all these benefits, sign up using promo code RBRANT, all one word, and start your journey to successful sports betting today. If you forget to use the code upon sign up, you can always enter our code in your BetStamp account settings afterwards. Check it out today. This episode of the Red Bull Rant is brought to you by the fine people that support us through Patreon.com backslash Red Bull Rant. Head on over there to support us and get exclusive content when we fucking feel like it. We want to send a special thanks to Chris Adamick, the Mave, Mave Dartinez, Pierre, Eddie Delecto, and Jeremiah Dempster. As always, thanks, guys. This is the Red Bull Rant podcast. If you aren't expecting adult language, why even bother listening? Welcome, my friends, to the show never ends. This is the Red Bull Ram Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Iapico. I'm Truman, and this is episode 437, and I'm calling this one as predicted. You you chose that after I mentioned that you got six points, didn't you? Yes, yes, I did. Because you did not be, know. It was going to be as expected, but I changed it to as predicted. Because you did not know that you got both games right until I happened to look at the agenda just now. Like, yeah, literally I, right before it recorded. I knew I had the uh, the second game right. Well, we both did. We both did. Yeah. Because as we talked about it in in our group chat, I, I said, right, what did I say? I was like, here comes here comes the gloom. Like that second goal is coming from Cincy. After after that penalty kick, you're like, this, it's over. We lost. You just you just had you had that feeling. Let's see if I can find the exact. Uh, hold on, give me two seconds. Bum, 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 bum. I can't uh, so I, I, oh, so I so, said two one loss sadly in the cards now. Yeah. So I said at nine seventeen, well, this is probably ending as a draw. And I think that was right after the penalty kick goal. And two minutes later, you said sadly two one is in the cards. <laughs> Indeed it was. And I followed that up with at least we both get three points if that happens. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, all right. So New England, a surprise two one win that, According to the professional referees organization, we is an ill-gotten gain by the Red Bulls. Whatever. Which which we're gonna to have to talk about that separately. Um, and then follow it up with a 
two one loss midweek at home to Cincy. So uh, let's get into this one. You have the tweets, Truman. Got tweets. Um, so here we go. We're talking about the New England win. Our friend Eddie Pierre Delecta said, just massive club things. My chest wanted to hurt when the second goal happened. I was not prepared to commiserate it, and all of a sudden came the VAR, and I knew it was happening such a nice Saturday. Uh, major dislike, I'm putting whoever was kicking field goals to try and make a goal like a good three, four times in the first half into the into, – I don't even know where we're t- – I think he was so drunk into – the, into the combined because this was just abysmal desperation ball whenever we were playing in their half – in the first half of the game, second half was better. More talking about attempting field goals later on in the show. Uh, NYC underscore Ty said Kyle Duncan was really great last night. Best I've seen him in playing a long time. We'll get to that later on in the show. Uh, Tonino M said they never make it easy. They never make this shit easy for us. And then our friend Steven Santos, I swear this club is a heart attack away from playoff spot or disaster season with many losses. No one knows at this point. Yes. Now, on to Cincy. Tonino M. Cincy first in the East, did you expect anything else? I mean, kind of, sort of. Especially being up a goal in the 70th minute? Yes. At NYC underscore tie. Can someone someone explain to Lucunas that we don't get any points for dribbling through the box without taking a shot? So frustrating. What's the effing point? Uh, I want to step in. Where are the fucking forwards? They're in the past two. Right. I mean... (laughs) That's, we could talk about it a thousand times. I think I even tweeted about that during the game. That Again, we can get to that later. Uh, Steven Santos said, this game sucked and so did the Red Bulls. And then our friend Ruchesco said, did Vancey have flubber on his boots? One less field goal and we're dancing. Uh, I don't even know where to go, where to start with this. Tons. There's tons Tons. to start with. No, fuck it. Usually do likes just like, fuck it. Let's just talk because I feel like that's better for this. Uh, the, the New England game, we got really fucking lucky. I'm just going to yes. say it that way. Yes. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't know the, the complete rule about the flexions and offside. I always thought it was, it had to be an intentional play that stopped an offside from occurring. Uh, according to pro with the flexion does the job. And honestly, I don't even know if, um, Cornell was really blocked by the offside player because he was relatively far away. Right. Either way, we finally get a call that goes our way. I mean, I mean, at least there's that. Right. We've talked about it. We've said how many times did this team get the bad breaks, and it's over and over again. Penalties that are obvious that don't get called. We see it a thousand times. Um, then you get back into the next game, which is pure chaos with calls. But in this one, the, the Wiki Carmona goal was so nice, so smooth. It like almost well, defied I mean, gravity. Uh, it, it, he got a really lucky deflection, honestly, but still. But, you know, you take it. It was great. You're winning against New England. And then you thought they tore they tore the hearts out right there. Um, I, if, if it ended in a draw, it's still positive results at home against New England because that's what they do. I mean, that was the only reason I predicted it, right? It had nothing to do with record. It's just the way they play this team at home. Just as poor as we play up there. Um, getting a win. Making everyone feel good for a few days. And then having one of the fucking worst second halves you could possibly have when you had the team in first place, not on the ropes, but I mean, you had a goal lead, but you were asking for trouble. Then an entire second half against Cincinnati, they looked tired. I mean, that was a big thing. They really looked tired. Um, that honestly, seen... that if it wasn't for that penalty kick in the second half, I honestly think we get out of there with a one nothing win. Yeah. Yeah. And now we'll talk about Kyle Duncan because I, right. He played a great game against new England and 
I was talking about him man in the match against Cincinnati until that moment. And it was just, it was a stupid decision. It was really stupid. And it's just, you can't even take a chance like that. Um, He played great leading up to it. He really was. But, I mean, how many times were the Red Bulls going to kick the ball into the seats in that game? Cincinnati did it, too. I don't know if there was magnets out on the upper deck, but I've seen – I mean, they were just taking these these poor chance shots when they could have controlled the the ball a little bit more for half a second. Maybe not uh, Van Ziers that attempted, like, scissor kick. Um, That was probably the only opportunity he was going to get on the ball. But a lot of the other chances, they just – we're just like sky skying the ball over and over and over again. That was really frustrating. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know that who, I, I forget who the Red Bulls um, radio color guys. I think it's Steve Jolly. Cause mm-hmm. I honestly, I, I listened to the Red Bulls feed. Um, I list, I had to listen to the, the main broadcasters during halftime. And I'm so fucking glad I did not listen to them because Whoever that British guy is is overly obnoxious. It's like he's playing up the British broadcaster stereotype too much. Um, but he continues it in the second half. This game is for the taking. Get a goal. Do not let him back in. If you take, if you get this goal, you're going to demoralize him at the point they're just going to give up because they already look like they have. And sure enough, the one moment is all they needed. And even after that goal, they didn't look particularly threatening. Most no. of that. That, that last what like 15 minutes or so yeah like they easily we could have easily walked out at least with a point but we didn't and we get that f- weird fucking pinball goal at the end that colonel should have saved i mean yeah, he, he absolutely should that was just that sucked that's i mean come on you have to do better on that when the game's online you have to be focused and it was like i don't know if it was just a lack of focus but that you can't give up that goal right at the end of the game. No. And you know what's weird? I saw people calling for Ryan Mayer to take over, almost like Cornell's oh, been the problem. Like, what the fuck are people watching? It's, I mean, I understand we're, we're a reactionary fan base because we've only won three Shields in the almost 30 years the team's been around, but it's pretty clear Cornell is, like, the first or second most important player on this team at the point at this point. Yeah, he's not the problem. No, he's clearly but again, he's nowhere close. It's it becomes glaringly obvious in a one, one game where you had a lead for a big chunk of the game and you cannot get a second goal. I know Cincinnati's top of the league, but they were without some of their best players. Right. You know, at home, no Matt Miazga. Right. Exactly. One of their top defenders. Um, and when you can't score a second goal at home, it's going to cost you points every time. Yeah. Um, I (laughs) wanted to point out too, I, I mentioned this on Twitter that, uh, after the Red Bulls were awarded the penalty, uh, color analyst Kalen Carr kept saying that it was the first time they were awarded a penalty uh, this year. He mentioned it like three times. Where are the people in the booth to correct these guys when the Red Bulls had one two games before that? that Apparently MLS can't splurge for the stack guys. So. My God, someone's got to get in these guys ears ago. By the way, two games ago, the Red Bulls had one, which they didn't score on. But they still had a penalty attempt. So he wasn't saying first penalty goal he said literally the first penalty kick and he said it th- like three times jesus yep because my friend eric said that too and he goes i i think he means um you know scored i said no no he said first penalty kick when this and i'm assuming he said it three times before the actual kick was taken afterwards too i think once afterwards uh, twice afterwards maybe it wasn't See, if, we, if all three times were after if all three times were after i could argue that he was 
mistaken in the word and just didn't realize it until afterwards. But just get no. just get in the guy's ear and say, hey, by the way, this is their second. And they go, oh, my bad. Second one. Like how actually just in terms of like, you know, how everybody always has notes. How is that not like one of the notes in general? It's just penalty kick record for the year. Right. Right. Attempts scored on whatever percentage, whatever you want. Yeah. I don't I don't know. <clears throat> I'm really glad I listened to the Red Bulls broadcast. It's going to make me sad that I can't listen to them. Uh, this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Um, so let's, let's get back to the, the referee call in the New England game. Um, <laughs> apparently nobody knows how off or passive offside works with deflections. Uh, that's just what I'm taking out of this, this, uh, situation. Uh, so clearly during the play, they didn't think it was a passive or at least enough of an infraction, which I can get that during the run play, I could see it. Um, having the guy go to the, the, the VAR, having him bring him to the TV, perfectly valid in my opinion, right? Big moment of the match, you you have a goal that could determine a winner versus a draw. Let's, right, any kind of question, you want at least take a look at it, yep. Yes, so so far so good. When I, when I personally saw the replay and I saw the deflection, I was like, well, fuck, that can't be good for us. It's got to be a goal, right? And they came back and said, it's a goal. I'm thinking, oh. Okay, well, maybe because it's not a deliberate back pass or something like that, maybe we're good. Then the professional referees organization comes out and, ba- and throws the rest under the bus and say, no, this is not the rule that it should have been given as a goal, right? But then to make it weirder, the referees union comes out and says, we're applying the rules as you prescribed. So tell us how to do it and we'll follow it. So I don't know what the fuck is going on in the referees. They got to defend their guys. Union and organization. Like unions always going to protect their guys, you know, of course. And I don't blame them for doing that. But my point is if you're, if they're making the claim, Hey, this is how you told us to enforce the rules. And now you're backtracking. I am curious what pro told them at the beginning, presumably beginning of the year. Like they, like this is how you would enforce the rule. I want to see pros training material for that. Pat, Pat loves to say in our group chat that I would always blame the refs. And and I, went back as I don't hate refs. I just hate inconsistent refs. Right. Right. And well, it's MLS. See, that's all you're going to see is inconsistency. <laughs> well, true. I, I mean, I, even the premier league, you see inconsistency. So it's just, it's nature, but I, I just want to reduce as much as possible. Yeah. I mean, I, I pretty sure I talked about it. I used to umpire little league baseball for like at the, uh, I went up to regional level for like two or three years. Granted, I wasn't officially selected. Like I was part of the the home district umpires, but still, I was allowed to umpire those games. And you don't get to that point without being somewhat as seen as a good umpire. I made mistakes, but I tried my best not to do it. Right. Like, what? Well, I just want to know what's going on. That's all. Chaos. That's what's going on. Well, you know what it really is. It's fucking embarrassing. That it is. <laughs> But you know what? I'll, I'll take us being on the right side of one of those calls. Yep. And, and we got the second one against New England, against um, Kansas or Cincinnati because that was close to being hit, hitting the sleeve. I, I know to me it looked like it hit below the sleeve, but it's very close that they could have called it either way. And I'm just glad we actually got two calls like that in a row. Yeah. And then they made fun up for it. So because Kyle well, Duncan fucked up. Kyle Duncan's one they made up for it, not the refs. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah, that that's it for me. But at least for those games. Yeah, we can move on. Yeah, <clears throat> P- 
pain index, uh, or sorry, yeah, pain index. I did not do it, but I'm definitely going to do it this weekend. I'm planning to schedule it, so it's going to go out automatically. I'm not going to have to sit there and do it on Sunday. Um, so prediction standing, Truman now jumps to first after getting both games exactly right. So he jumps from 11 points to 17, and I get because the second game gained three, so I'm at 14 points. I'm three points behind. Uh, how many games do we have left? I don't remember. 22. So we got 12 games left. We'll see if one of us can actually break 20. I feel good. I feel good about it. All right. Well, we'll each have a chance this weekend to get three more points. The uh, Red Bulls travel to take on Real Salt Lake in sorry on Saturday, July 15th at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, Salt Lake comes into this game with a 9-7-7 record, a minus one goal difference, uh, 34 points, which is good for fourth in the Western Conference, which is a really tight race. Uh, real quick, because I'm looking at the actual standings, do you want to tell me how many teams in the Western Conference have a positive goal difference? I'm going to say three. Yes, it's, it's three. Ooh. St. Louis, LAFC, and Seattle. Wow. Um, on the Eastern Conference side, do you want to take a guess? Six. Eight. Eight? Yes. Close. Close. Let's see. So I'm counting one, two, three, four, five Eastern Conference teams with a double-digit goal difference versus one in the West. You said playoff teams, right? Because there's four teams in the West that have a positive goal differential. Google is showing me only three have ESP- a positive goal difference. So ESPN is showing me four because Vancouver, who sits in ninth place, has a plus Oh, four. shit. You're right. I'm sorry. You know what it was? I just saw a lot of negatives. I just assumed Vancouver had a negative. Yeah. Hey, who wouldn't? <laughs> and the team in fourth they, place has a minus one. Minus one. Yeah. F- Vancouver had that blowout win of the – oh, the, that's right. They got inflated by their 6-2 win over Vancouver. So. Yeah. Uh, Salt Lake over the last uh, few games. Let's see. We literally threw this to get the last minute, so I did not have this prepared. Uh, it looks like they've won three and drawn two over the last five, including a four nothing beatdown of Orlando City. Yes. So that, but it's got to bode well for us going into this weekend. Uh, so Truman, you're up first. What is your prediction for Saturday? Hmm. I know absolutely nothing about Real Salt Lake. I know nothing, uh, but I know this is a tough place to play on the road. It's hard to stay positive, but I'm going to stay positive, Jay. I'm going to say a 1-1 draw because we'll have John Tolkien back in the lineup. Is he officially going to be back? He better. I don't care. Who, who cares about a third-place game? Get your ass back here. Well, no. There, so I was wrong. There is no third-place game for the Gold Cup. Good. Get your ass back here anyway. But you think Lassane, if, if he's back, you think Lassane's going to start him? I mean, don't get me wrong. I think he should, but do you think Lassane will? No, but I don't care. Get his ass back here. With 12 games left, and let me go back to the standings. Being three points out of a playoff spot, it should be all hands on deck at this point, honestly. Yep, yep. Um, all right, so 1-1 one, one draw for you. I want to be positive. I want to say we could possibly steal a point or, or three. I don't think it will happen. I'm going to stick with the 2-1 loss. I feel like that's just where we're at. If we're going to lose, it's going to be close. Or, or the Orlando loss was kind of an aberration in, in this mm-hmm. season, honestly. So I'm just going to stick with what apparently is the trustworthy 2-1 loss at this point. Again, not knowing much about Salt Lake because we don't really watch them that much. Right, we don't. 
we're getting to the point where we're almost never going to play cross-conference games, are we, until the MLS Cup? Yeah. Yep. Which, honestly, I'm not. I'm okay with. I'm fine with it. Less travel, and it makes MLS Cup that much more special, being a one-off between the conferences. Yep. It's like music baseball before interleague play. Yeah, now it's like, who gives a rat's ass? Well, interleague play just became regular season. This, it wasn't special right, anymore. It's the same rules in both leagues, too, so it means nothing. Yeah. Okay, so, so as someone who doesn't really pay attention to baseball, why did the NL go to the DH? Uh, it was part of the players' bargaining agreement. They basically wanted the ability to have one more player every game. That's pretty much side. what it is. That's what it is, right? It's getting the NL that one additional player on the roster. It extends players' careers, you know, when you can just DH. So, yeah. <laughs> And it creates yeah. more offense, so. I guess there's that. Yeah. All right. Um, next up, Red Bulls 2. Uh, they lost their last match 3-2 uh, to two, uh, against New York City FC 2. That puts their record at 8-5-4, 30 points, a plus-7 goal difference, still number four in the Eastern Conference of MLS Next Pro. Their next game is this Sunday. Uh, the 16th at 6 p.m. Well, they will travel to take on the Philadelphia Union 2. Because, again, we all have creative names in MLS Next Pro. Yes, such so unique unique <laughs> names. Yep. Uh, Gotham FC, they won their last match 2-1 over the Portland Thorns. So that puts their record at 7-4-4, four, four, a plus-3 goal difference, 25 points. Uh, number three currently in the NWSL. Uh, their next match is not until the 23rd, so a little over a week and a half away. Uh, they will travel down to take the Orlando Pride on Sunday, the 23rd at 7 p.m. That is part of the NWSL Challenge Cup. Uh, apparently, they're going to play the Challenge Cup during the Women's World Cup. Hmm. So. Good decisions right there. <laughs> yep. Uh, as I mentioned before we started, they're taking the page of the MLS playbook of playing during national breaks. Right. Yep. Makes tons of sense. Yeah. All right. Uh, with that, it is time for the F1 update. And box now. Box, box now. Box for hard. Stay out. Stay out. Stay out. Fuck! Fuck! What? 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 Doesn't get old. <laughs> no, it doesn't. All right, so we were in Silverstone for the uh, Great Britain GP, and our friend Anthony was there. He was there in person. Anthony Kaffer? Uh, yeah, posted pictures on the old nice. Instagram, some video over the Instagram. He had great seats. Really cool to see. Um, I mean, Max Verstappen wins again, right, as expected. The unexpected is Lando Norris qualifying second finishing second which was crazy lewis hamilton finishing third so england was very happy about that and again and, and norris and norris led for the first four laps he did i'm that's whatever you get drs and then it's all over it's pretty much well, yeah. what <laughs> that's what happens um but again checo sergio perez can't get out of can't get to the third round of qualifying couldn't even get to the second stage of qualifying yeah what what is going on? I at this point I'm not in this race I wasn't blaming him. I'm blaming whoever's telling him what to do. 
because he finished in sixth, I believe, in the race, right? So he yes, finished he sixth. So he went from 15th to sixth. Right. That shows what kind of driver Or I guess 14th, because I think somebody got bumped down to the bottom of the starting order, but either way. Right. But, I mean, what are the, I don't know what they're doing with him right now, honestly. I, I don't so, no, telling him when to push, when to not push. I don't know. But uh, There's got to be some qualifying strategy shit that they're not doing right. Yep. I mean, spin outs are on him. There's a lot of things around him, but this was not on him, I feel, at all. But, I mean, again, you know, when it comes to the number one, Max Verstappen, he just, it's, I mean, it's over. <laughs> it's and the, so over. And the only, re- and so he won by just shy of four seconds. And the only reason it was that close was because of the safety car. Yep. Yep. I, I think are, he had like a 20, I think he had like a 20 plus second lead when that safety car came out. So Max has a 99 point lead in the drivers and constructors. It is 208 point lead to Mercedes. That's fucking bonkers. So just just so people understand how crazy this is, Max can take off literally four races in a row. And assuming Sergio Perez is right now in second, wins every single race, he'd only be one point ahead. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's unreal. I mean, the, the, uh, the dude's the dude is won eight times out of ten, and the other two has been on the podium. So, yep. I mean, it's just pure domination. Yeah. Uh, but we're off. We're off this weekend. They got they got a weekend off. Uh, they return on the 21st to the 23rd in Hungary. Yep. That'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Especially because Red Bull reserve driver Daniel Ricciardo is now going to be officially driving for AlphaTauri, which is he Red is. Bull's secondary team. Nick DeVries shit-canned halfway the season, which you don't really see too often. Um, that was a little bit of a shock. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it sucks for him, but you love seeing Daniel Ricciardo behind the wheel. And it's going to make a great Drive to Survive episode. It, oh of course. Boy. Oh, man. Of course it will. Pardon the pun, but buckle up. That's going to be a great episode. Especially if he manages a podium. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be tough. That'll be a little hard, but. Oh, I know. It's going to be tough. But if, but if he manages a podium. At, at any point, they're definitely going to put that front and center. Oh, yeah. All right. Anything else for the F1 update? Uh, no, that's it. Okay. Uh, next, it's time for the dumping ground. I'm the trash man. All right. You want to talk about this one? Because this is how, your note that's in the uh, agenda right now. Oh, the loss. Uh, we lost. We lost. That's what happened. We lost. Gold so Cup. we had, yeah, Gold Cup. We lost. Um, we got a disappointing loss against Cincinnati and then you got to flip over to that game and watch another one. But here's my question. All right. It, it's, it's, it's the gold cup. Take it for what you want. I know a lot of people are invested. It's, it's CONCACAF tournament. If it means that much, why aren't we playing the A guys? What else are they doing? They're not, in, the, the guys are not in Europe, right? There's no European season going on. Yep. Uh, what else are we, why are we playing like second, third string guys in a semifinal game of of our major tournament, the region's major tournament. I I don't understand that. The only thing I can think of is that they're auditioning for depth for next year when we host Copa America. Cool. Don't do it in this tournament. Schedule a bunch of friendlies. Well, how about that? In, in fairness, the next set of friendlies they're going to have are stupid opponents. Who cares? That's what friendlies are for. 
if you want to take the Gold Cup serious, play your best guys. That's all, that's all I'm going to say. I think it's telling when I type into Google USMNT schedule and it gives me the women's schedule. They know what we want. Winners. Get Uzbekistan and Oman in September. Oh yeah, that's that's what those that's what those third string teams are for. At least them, we somehow managed to schedule Germany and Ghana. So at least there's a uptick in competition after that. Yeah. Yeah, we really we really I granted again it's B slash C squad, but we really limped after the uh, or in this in tournament in general. We only got one one draw against Jamaica. We granted we got two six zero blowouts, but that was against St. Kitts and Nevis, a team who was literally in the Gold Cup for the first time. And Trinidad and Tobago, a really small country that if they make it out of the gold or out of make it to the group stages, they're an achievement for them. Mm-hmm. Yep. We barely got past the Canada side that was also stepped down from the Nations League. Yep. And lost to a Panama team that I'm pretty sure didn't qualify for the last World Cup. Like didn't weren't they like one of the worst performers in the qualifiers? Right, and, and you scored a first half of extra time goal. Off of a shin. Right. That's it was it wasn't even the goal. intended shot. It was a great goal though. It was great. It was. But right, that's that's the goal you scored, and that was it. And then you missed your penalty kicks. Yep. Speaking of which, Matt Miazga, what the f- I, I understand you're trying to game trying gamesmanship, but what are you doing during the penalty kicks when you're walking back and you pretty much block the other guy? That was a dick move. It's a dick move, but all you're doing is motivating the guy. Yep. Yep, dick move. I mean, everyone's calling out for it. Everybody. Handshakes are one thing. Handshakes are one thing, right? Because you could argue it's you saying, hey, good luck. Right. So as much as you're trying to get in the person's head, it could at least be seen as sportsmanship. Yeah. Just completely blocking the other guy's path. Come on. That's. Yep. Dick move? Yeah. That's all I got. <clears throat> um, dumping ground for me is that they announced who is going to be on hard knocks this year, and I'm not exactly a fan of it. The New York Jets, because I think there's only like four or five teams eligible for for hard knocks, and of course they had to pick the Aaron Rodgers move. Of course, of course yeah. they did. Um, what's this QB show coming to Netflix? Mm. I, I just heard it all of a sudden, and so people are saying, "Oh, because of Aaron Rodgers, that's why Hard Knocks is doing this." Don't know. We'll save that for the Giants Jets rant with with Daniel Forestine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, with that, it is time for Pat's betting corner. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to this week's edition of Pat's betting corner, brought to you by BetStamp. All right, here's some of the action I'm looking at. This week, I have a parlay for you that I really like: New England, Philly, and St. Louis. All three teams are home and playing uninspiring competition in DC, NYC, and Miami, respectively. Looking at the best stamp app, the best odds for Philly and St. Louis are neg 110 and neg 175 over at Bet365. For New England, it's plus 110 over at BetRivers. Don't take my word for it. Download the Bet Stamp app today and enter promo code RBRANT and start getting the best odds against the sportsbooks today. Still the killer music. Bet with your head. Don't bet over it. All right. Uh, that brings us to the last segment of the show, Truman's terrible team of the week. That's terrible. There's, there's a there's a four nothing win out there for Salt Lake over Orlando, but just for funs, 
Um, I'm handing it to where's the score? I got to bring it up here. Give me one second. It's Philly losing to the Galaxy 3 1 because the Galaxy kind of sucks. So we're not going with my suggestion. Oh, you mean well, shoving your own goalie out of the way to lose the game? <laughs> yeah. So, okay, that's right. We didn't say it was a terrible team. We said it was a terrible play of the week. Correct. Okay. So, uh, Austin was, let me see what their schedule looked like. So I can't remember who they played. Uh, they were playing Vancouver at, in Vancouver, and one of their defenders pushed the goalie out of the way right before Vancouver put away the game-winning goal. Yeah. Not so good. maybe terrible player, terrible play of the week, one of those two. Yeah. And and I and I said, and, and I really feel like it, as much as it sucked to see Cornell kind of flub that, uh, to flub that save, at least that didn't happen to us. Correct. That was way worse. Yes. Hey, should Pat bet all his money on Vancouver this week just because their record is 7-7-7? Yes. I feel like that's only natural. Jackpot. Of course, nobody on the Eastern Conference side has that. And nobody can get to it. Oh, well. All right. Uh, So that's it. Let's wrap this one up. Patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. $1 a month gets you exclusive content such as live wrap-ups. Sorry. Monthly wrap-ups, live post games, anything we decide to do. Uh, email us, redbullrant at gmail.com. If you want to call us, 973-348-5329. Facebook.com slash redbullrant. On Twitter, at redbullrant for the show. At Dr. Stooge myself, at the Truman for Truman. <clears throat> After discussing last week, I just unilaterally made the decision. We are now on Instagram and threads, although I don't know if that's still going to be that hot after another week. Uh, at Red Bull Rant, all lowercase. Uh, if you want to use Mastodon, and I haven't posted there in a while, uh, at Red Bull Rant and at mstdn.social. Subscribe to our social media, iTunes, YouTube Music, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. Last words before we get out of here. Yeah, go win in Mormon land. There you go. And then good luck finding the bar. Oh, yeah, you ain't getting there. <laughs> Not a thing. All right, so for Truman and myself, this has been episode 437 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in, and as always, go Red Bulls. See ya.